0: hey i'm ethan hi i'm mike i watched the first half of judas and the black messiah i watched the second half of judas and the black messiah and this is is the the other other half.
1: half well ethan yeah yet another oscar movie Another Oscar movie down. We, I've been wanting to see this movie. Yeah, I was very pissed that they had taken it off at Netflix.
0: They did take it off. Was it Netflix? Was it? Was it not? I think it's somewhere else. Either way, I don't don't think it was not easily accessible on
1: streaming services. True. Uh, I was very excited to watch this film. Mm -hmm. I was so fucking pumped. I wasn't really aware of the plot of it or what it was about. I was more just excited about the actors. Yeah, lots of good, lots of great actors. Incredible actors. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've got, uh, what is it? Uh, Keith Stanfield. Stanfield. You've got uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then also just like a bunch
0: of like character actors below them as well. You got, uh, oh, what's the, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who looks like Matt Damon. That oh yeah, like that's right.
1: Jesse Plemons. Jesse
0: Plemons, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen? <laughs> Unrecognizable, as yeah. J. Edgar Hoover. When's was the last time you've seen Martin Sheen, though? I, it I feel, be fair. Last time I saw him was a Mass Effect 2, so I mean, <laughs> it's been a while, and he was a digital character. Yeah, so. did he look like Martin Sheen at that? Yeah. Oh, like okay. Martin Sheen a little bit. Oh, well, there you go. But you know, obviously, but I, what I'm saying is, I was excited to watch this. Movie. Yes. Uh, so we finally uh, seen it. Uh huh. I enjoyed it. You liked it? I really liked it. I liked it too. I think I wanted a little more. I guess. Yeah. It was kind of. It was kind of weirdly straightforward in a lot of ways mm-hmm. i guess for me i guess i was expecting more like flourishes oh yeah you know what i mean a little but, a little bit more like black Klansmen. kinda yeah but, but you know that's not bad it's no. just not what i was expecting yeah 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 um but i still i still liked it i think this is just also a subject i don't know a lot about so a lot of it was which just is so interesting out. because it takes place at around the
1: same time as the chicago 7 movie yes the guy and also set chicago is this movie set in chicago I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it takes. it's it, There's a character in the Chicago 7 movie, Fred, who is the best friend of the Black Panther that's on trial. Mm-hmm. He ends up dying. Yeah. That's Fred Hampton.
0: I know. In this movie. It's weird. It's so weird that so they, just weird just that they interconnected. Each other, yeah. It's also
1: super fucking funny to me
0: because, like. Spoilers for this movie, though. For me, when I started that, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It was, it, what's going to happen yeah, to Fred? I
1: know. Uh, but, like, that's super weird because, like, the Fred in 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 Chicago Seven just doesn't feel like the same guy that we're watching here. No. Like this dude, full of like anger and energy, you know, big like imposing dude.
0: Yeah, it kind of um, undermines what Sorkin thinks, <laughs> and gets to the point of what I are suspected. My, one of my biggest problems with that movie is it just felt very filed down. Yeah, you know? yeah and yeah. at least I said this movie doesn't have any flourishes, but I don't think it, this does any disservices to yeah. its characters.
1: In fact, I think it does a really good job and goes out of its way to actually portray characters in a light, like, not necessarily maybe sympathetic, but to the point where you understand why they're doing certain things. Yeah. Like, for instance, the, like, the, uh, Keith Stanfield's character,
0: Bill, his name Bill is? O'Neill. Yeah.
1: Wild Bill. Wild Bill. Uh, yeah. Like, I felt bad for the guy a little bit yeah
0: you do feel bad for him
1: and you just realize how like trapped he is and the bad decisions that he's made and obviously the movie by calling it judas and the black messiah you understand that he you know is it's the... gonna happen and you also know he's like the judas guy yes. right but it's just like i i, I even find that because like obviously when you read the bible and when you learn the story of judas there's instantly the thing of like oh this guy fucked over jesus for a couple of money you know for a couple for money for money yeah but I think even now, like, there's sort of, like, a reinterpretation of the Judas character and, like, maybe the, like, internal, like, struggle he had and, like, the sort of choices that he made and why he did it. And I feel like that's what's occurring here as well. Is like, you you look at, at Lakeith Stanfield's face and you just see so much, like, sadness
0: and conflicted pain in it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, you also think that, like, um, even looking at the allegory still as mm. uh, Fred being you know, Jesus-like. Jesus. Yeah. And maybe his message got more across as he was murdered, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, solidifying, like, oh, everyone is out to get us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Especially, you know. The government. The government. Yeah. They, <laughs> don't, they don't like this at all. Which, here's
1: another fun thing. So, I was reading up on this just to see, like, what are some, like, accuracies and inaccuracies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, one thing that I thought was really interesting is they originally casted J. Edgar Hoover as, like, the guy who made a lot of the decisions. Uh, who J. Edgar was, had...
0: Ver- a J. Edgar Hoover, um Martin Sheen. Yes. Okay. Because right. I, I just saw like literally he's just in one second of my movie. Oh, okay. He's, he's a, just like he's a lot bigger. My he basically just them. literally opens up He's just like these guys are bad.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: My perfect Martin Sheen impression. These guys are bad.
1: Wow. I, was, I just sit next to J. Edgar Hoover played by Martin Sheen just now. Yeah. um Yes. So I was I was reading up and apparently the writers. Were like they were like we just assumed that J Edgar Hoover had something to do with the murder of Fred Hampton. He probably knew something about it. We didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. But then, about a month before the movie was released, the FBI released like information and papers showing that yes, we were right. J Edgar Hoover did know about the assassination wow. of Fred Hampton. So they guessed that Fre- that J Edgar Hoover and it's like not even it's an educated guess, a right. very educated yeah, guess yeah, that the head of the FBI probably led, probably did this probably did this but like again like it just goes to show like this movie was so accurate in ways that it didn't know it was accurate in at the time that it was being written yeah you know
0: like they took some liberties and things that they're like this is probably what happened right and it ended up being right and which it, is very impressive
1: it's very impressive and it also goes to show that probably some other liberties that they took probably aren't that much you know so while wow, the fbi is just like oh yeah we did that yeah yeah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do (laughs) that was was 50 years ago (laughs) sorry sorry yeah uh that's the other thing that i I read up on it too is the writers did a lot of interviewing with like fred hampton's like because his kid is still alive Mm -hmm. and his his wife uh you know there's they did a lot of research with the people that knew him which is so cool
0: yeah like that's incredibly cool i was gonna say like while there's less flourishes i think that's probably because they were it seems like they're striving a lot more for accuracy mm. and it makes a lot of sense that he actually they actually did talk to uh his wife a lot because i assume i assume it's uh oh, deborah her name's yeah her name's deborah yeah. right yeah because she's in it a lot and there's a lot of, like intimate scenes with them yeah she's pregnant where they're very yeah well they're v- not even like that kind of intimate but just like very quiet moments and getting yeah. to know each other and i'm like this is a very strange in my opinion a very strange way of setting this movie up by mm. having Showing his humanity through his relationship with uh Deborah, right, right, right. Um, which actually continues throughout the rest. of It the makes movie, sense. And... It makes sense because they just had that information, so yeah. it was accurate. So that kind of fits a little bit more. Because to me, I don't know, it's just not something I would see. Thought I would see too much of is, mm-hmm. these like quiet, intimate moments with them when they're yeah. talking. And you kind think of, it's going
1: to be a bit more bombastic?
0: Yeah, well, it kind of. It does make him a little more like a person because right. he's so. Charismatic, right. Fred is. And, and
1: he's also, so he talks so much about being a martyr as well, like putting yes. his life on the line. And I think the one way of, like, because if you do that, I think a lot of times people are like, you're over this guy, you're, you know, you're minimalizing it. But mm-hmm. like, by doing something like this and by showing him in more quiet moments, you actually make him a lot more human you know mm-hmm. you make it a little more realistic i like
0: a lot of his jokes like when they're like hanging out in bed and he's just making jokes about like uh you got to be like a communist and warm my feet up or something like that you know, <laughs> he said it better and smoother than i did <laughs> but you know same sort of thing like share the yeah. wealth
1: share the heat again so i was i was just praising keith stanfield but like daniel Kalu- kaluuya yeah incredible yeah, in this he's, film
0: he's 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 so nominated
1: right he has to be i think he must be he has to be i'm gonna look it up like Cause yeah, he, uh, he's
0: unrecognizable.
1: Yeah, he's so and like he bulked up for this because I they show actual footage of what Fred Hampton looked like. Dude was fucking bill- really. He's jacked. He, he's, he's pretty jacked. It's hard to tell because he's got some. He's not jacked, on but usually. he's just big. Like oh, okay. he's got a lot of muscle on his like arms and his like like he, he's he's not like you know he doesn't look like a like a supermodel or anything, but like, he's a big guy. Like right. you know he's that's gonna. Jacked. That's, that's supposed to so, yeah, yeah, he's jacked.
0: Um uh, if, if you see his muscles, and he's cut. Yeah, yeah. Right there, it's
1: right. He's not cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. I'll, I'll look up the accolades. Okay. But anyway, so tell me more.
0: Uh so I guess yeah, I'll start off. It starts off with based on real events mm. um and it has uh, kind of like a future interview of Bill O'Neill. Whoa. He's talking about all Wait. the events that are happening. Wait. Hmm. This is bad. Why? Despite being campaigned
1: for leading actor awards and nominations, like Keith Stanfield was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Alongside Daniel Kaluuya, that sucks. So they're both. Wait, what? They don't get lead? None of them got. Neither. Not only did neither of them get lead, they lead? both are. They're 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 going against each other for best supporting.
0: I would be okay if they were going against each other for best lead. But yeah, like it's weird. They're literally <laughs> on. The, they're literally the title of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? How is that? P- <laughs> we were just talking about how we're like wow the Academy finally did a good job this year yeah. apparently they don't do it everywhere <laughs> in every category just best picture yeah, this is
1: kind of bullshit dude that's really
0: stupid yeah uh, well, Kyle of Buchanan ones.
1: of the New York Times jokingly questioned if Stanfield and Kaluuya are both supporting actors then who exactly is this movie supposed to be about yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's Martin um, Sheen gets nominated this is this is really bullshit yeah it's it's up for best picture best supporting best original
0: screenplay I feel best like, cinematography like Jesse Plemons did a pretty good job like he should fit in that category yeah he should definitely be but in there like, but what <laughs> I don't know I don't know. Did I they just like not watch the movie and they're like, "Well, they're black. They must be supporting." I, honestly,
1: right? <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're on every poster. The title is referring to the. I both know. Of them. Yeah, this is this is shocking information. This is this is. I was not aware of this until just now. No, I'm glad you looked it up, though. This is fucking. This is an insult. Yeah, this is insulting to do to these these actors. You did an incredible job in this film. Anyway, sorry. Tell me uh, more about the plot of the movie. Oh,
0: man. Anyway. <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, I don't know who this guy is. They're interviewing at start, and I realize that he's going to betray someone now. So, so it, he's it's it's, like it's he's Stanfield yeah, and with he's a be- mustache and a suit, right? Yeah, and he's being yeah. asked, like, what will you tell your son about what you did? And it's like, oh, shit. Um, then we cut to Martin Sheen, who's head of the FBI, telling everyone, including Jesse Plemons, how the Black Panthers, especially this guy, um, Alan Hampton. Oh, not Alan. Is that his name, Fred Red. Hampton? I, don't know. I guess that's his real name, Reddick Allen Hampton. That's mm. his like uh, birth name, I guess. Yeah. No. Um. He's like he's the Messiah who will unite all the communists, anti-war, and the new left. He's the biggest threat to our democracy. As Hell know, or yeah, baby! And then we cut to 1968 Chicago. And we see um uh O'Neill. He is going to uh break into a bar, and he goes up and he pulls an FBI badge out, mm. and he's like, hey. FBI, you're under arrest. He's like, oh, shit. So this guy's like, wait a second. Under arrest for what? It's like stolen car. It's like, that's my car. He's like, no, it's a stolen car. But then he drops his um, his badge. And everyone realizes, oh, it's a fake badge. Mm. So, he so still he's impersonating st- an officer as well. He's impersonating an officer. So he steals the car, gets a little ways. But then a real cop pulls him over. And then Jesse Plemons enters, mm. whose real name is, I think, Roy Mitchell. Mitchell. I, I believe his like no, his last name character's name. Um, yeah, he gets pulled over by him and um, he starts asking him questions like, were you upset when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were murdered? he's like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, a little bit. Hmm. Um, He didn't really have much time to think about it, though. Um, And he says, so because you impersonate an officer, you're looking at like three to five years, or you could go home right now. And then cuts to big letters, Judas and the Black (laughs) Messiah. Like, that's pretty good. That's, that's great. Good. That's, that's how you that's,
1: open a movie right that's there. Clever. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so, we're going to get a shot of Fred Hampton. He's talking about Malcolm X College. He's talking about, like, man, you know, it's cool that this place is called Malcolm X College, but, you know, they're just giving you that because the capitalists still win because they'll give you a, a, the shiki and they're still going to send you to Vietnam in the end. To kill people, I'm like, oh shit! Wow, oh shit! Still, still pretty, still relevant. Still pretty relevant. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Boss queen, drop those bombs. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get on one knee and put a dashiki on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Black yeah. Life one Batter is over. It, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All
0: done. Solved. Yeah. Great. Let's make a movie about George Floyd to do nothing else. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> yeah. So then, um,
1: that's the other thing about this movie I want to say real quick. Uh-huh. Remember when we watched? chicago 7 i'm like this movie doesn't make me fucking angry like it's not gonna make people yeah. get up and do something about it this no. movie made me so fucking pissed
0: well, i bet like i'm gonna like, get to the angry parts yet but i imagine
1: oh my god like this was like this was a call like man this was like a cry for change and doing something about it man fucking christ anyway, good yeah good that's yeah. what i
0: wanted that's what i was hoping for <laughs> anyway um this is where he meets um i can't forget your name deborah He meets her there. She was in the she was in the class, and uh, so was uh, Mister O'Neill. And they go to like their now they go to the Black Panther headquarters where he's like teaching more in a smaller classroom and just like Mao said, "War is politics with bloodshed, and politics is war without bloodshed." Mm -hmm. Like, oh, dang, dude, yeah. And um, he keeps taking you know O'Neill's there taking notes, keeps listening to all this. Just he wants to see what he says, and. It's a weird thing because, like, Fred notices O'Neill talking to a lady and it's just like, hey, don't take lab- liberties with ladies. And he's like, what? I wasn't doing anything. And I was also like, what? I guess she wanted to listen to the talk and he was being annoying. Yeah. But I think he was asking, like, other questions. She's like, well, anyway, go, uh, go do some push ups instead. And he's like, what the hell? And so he has all these push ups. So it's almost like kind of like a military boot camp in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he reports back to. Mr. Clemens mm-hmm. and is like, hey, just letting you know, they're not terrorists, but they're terrorizing me. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you, what is, what can Uncle Sam do to like get you in good with them so they trust you a lot? And he's like, well, I need a car. And he's like, what? And he's like a car because he, he keeps getting pulled over for traffic violations. So if I can drive him around, mm. then that'll help a lot. And he's like, okay, so he gets this nice car to drive around, which I think is ironic because he was like caught for stealing cars, which is what he did. That a lot is of. ironic. Yeah, that's good stuff. So then um, they're going to a bar. I think it's the same bar he actually held up, which mm. was a little suspicious for him. <laughs> they go to a bar, and they're going to meet with the Crowns, which is I guess is another gang. I believe that the south side of Chicago, while Panthers are the north side. I could be wrong. I could mix that up. They're a different part. I'll just say that. Right. Got it. And um, they get a gun pulled on them because they just don't want to be in the territory, even though Fred is just there to be like, hey, let's meet up. I want to do some good in this community. Even though you know we are gangs, I want to actually like get together and um, get together and actually like try to make Chicago a better place. Mm. And so, like, all right, we'll do that. Um, but you know, even though they had the gun pulled on them, O'Neill was there, ready with a stick to fight. And it sounds like Fred really liked that. He thought that oh, was cool. cool. I was like, oh, he was in. He was in for it. Good. Um. Uh, He's in. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then, Roy. Oh, Roy Mitchell meets with him again. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, They man. just sort of like meet at a restaurant together, right? Yeah, they meet very publicly. Like yeah. this, well, this is in his house. This is in um, oh, okay. Roy's house. Okay. So but usually they meet pretty publicly. Pretty publicly just like, or just like random places. I'm like, yeah. I guess well, they
1: just meet in places that they know Fred and like the other Black Panthers aren't going to be. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah.
0: So uh, he meets with them and is like, "Hey, man, just to let you know, like the Klan, Black Panthers, same thing. I saw this thing that they did, the Black Panthers did, and it was really bad. Mm. You know, they both they both want some things, but you know, they're a little extreme in their violence or whatever. <laughs> so mm. he's like a annoying white centrist guy, exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, you're clearly well off with cigars and stuff. Like, if I get you information, uh, you'll you'll hook me up with some money, right? Like, you'll compensate me. He's Like, oh yeah, I'll compensate you, man. Enter the Judas narrative. Enter the Judas narrative. Yeah." Um, so Fred goes to meet the crown leader, and the th- crown leader has like some pamphlets that he said were to distribute it, and he thought they were um distributed by Fred because they were like saying words such as like, you know, anyone who's a Panther is going to come for you. They're just as bad as the pigs, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, it turns out in an earlier scene you see the FBI and they're talking about writing it, and the right. reason you know it because they're like hmm, you know how they say, they say digging, right? (laughs) Yeah, they say digging, not dig. It's like, I don't think they say dig. They say digging. We'll publish digging. (laughs) And then they get there, and then they read the end of the note. They read the pamphlet to them, and they go, like, digging? (laughs) And they're kind of like, hmm, maybe. I didn't write that. (laughs) Fred just keeps saying, like, you know the pigs wrote that, right? Like, not us. Well, here's the problem. It's during all this, someone recognizes uh, Uh O'Neal from the other side, the Crown crew, Uh and is like, what the fuck? And just starts like yelling at him. And they're like, Hey, don't talk. We're having like a meeting. Like this is a big warehouse with tons of guns everywhere. Right. It's a very, um, you know, it's in crown turf. Right. 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 So people are like, what the hell? And the Panthers are like, what the hell's up with this O'Neill guy? Anyway, turns out crown's cool. They're going to work with each other. It's going to be great. Uh, because Fred just has a great way with words. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. He really does. So, uh, one of the Panthers, Judy threatens O'Neill in the car when they're trying to drive off threatens was like hey how'd you get this car anyway is this a nice girl what was that guy Oh no! he said she asked what was that guy talking about he's like oh well i don't know and some guy starts choking him so it's like oh okay stop 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 okay i used to hotwire or used to steal cars by pretending to be an fbi agent and Uh, he was one of the guys used to do so he's being honest and he's like oh yeah is that how you got this car he's like no i stole it i mean i did not no i did steal i stole it from him so he's like kind of like his story's a little weird like if you could steal it how did you get keys for it? Right, right, and he's right. He's like, Oh, well, um, I hotwired it and then I changed. I got my friend to change the lock on it. You think I'm just going to keep driving around with a hotwired car? He's like, Oh, you can hotwire it? Hotwire it now. He's like, I don't have my tools. <laughs> nice. I just, try to get out of it. And here. she's like, Here, have the switch the switch blade I got. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. And then he does it. And oh. He gets off scot free <laughs> this time, but it was tense. Yeah. Um, And then Fred um talks to deborah because he's learned the speeches and she's been hired on she was originally just someone at the university but she joined because there was a spot for a speech writer mm-hmm. and he's like yeah i don't need to do speeches like i just go from the heart and she's like yeah i know I can tell. <laughs> it's obvious um yeah. anyway they talk about their philosophies and they hook up and that's that and mm-hmm um then fred goes to a place with a big old confederate flag oh with a preacher and i was yeah that's what i thought i was like oh boy this is gonna be something And one of the guys in back's like that flag <laughs> sucks man you see your history and i see my friends hanging or whatever mm. and the preacher's like don't don't you know what it's just our southern history it's yeah, just our yeah. southern history heritage well turns out fred's like well you know like the same people who keep you down and don't give you any money you're all poor just like us you know we need to be, we need to bound up together. Yeah, we gets get gets those together. guys got unionized baby. Got to unionize against those people. Yeah. And so he, he gets all these people together and, and it gets word back to the FBI that like the Puerto Ricans and the rednecks are uniting with, <laughs> with them over. Like, I think this Puerto Rican guy was killed or like a kid was killed by a cop or something off duty police officer. Mm. Um, well anyway, Fred got arrested he went to prison <laughs> for two, three for two, five years because, uh, cause he wanted to unionize. No, he got ice cream. He got ice cream in a store and oh. he got caught stealing it or something. It was okay. some like bullshits charged That's or bullshit. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. in jail for five yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so during that time, you know, recruiting numbers went down. Things were a little tough for the Panthers. But O'Neal got promoted to security because everyone trusted him. And then he meets this guy, Sam Georges, who's from a different part. Because Black, Black Panthers are international, right? They're not right. just in Chicago. No, so this everywhere. guy came over and he's like, yeah, we found a snitch. Found and We killed him poured boiling water on him and then threw him in the river yeah 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 and of course it shakes o'neill so he goes back to um mitchell mitchell and is like hey um you don't like you know only me and you know you only know about me right no one else does he's like they know i have an informer they don't know it's you mm. but they know i have some on the inside it's like okay because this guy this guy killed you know they killed him I'm, just, I'm nervous man he's like don't worry no one's gonna know it'll be fine who was the names take sounds of names It was like George sams and all this stuff well so, Mitchell goes back and is like, "Hey, so do you know anything about like this Sam's guy? Apparently, he killed like one of our informants." He's like, "Oh no, no, no! Sam's is the informant. Oh, Sam's is actually he's he's our guy. Yeah, he's the he's the mole." Oh, um, so Mitchell does a smart thing to get even more trust with O'Neill and it's like, "Oh, rat this guy out!" Oh, so O'Neal's like, "Hey, you're a rat. You're a freaking rat, dude." <laughs> uh, Sam, well, you know, so suspicious. How do you know all these things? How do you know to come here? How do you know all this? Stuff. Throw throw some cheese at him. Exactly. He starts eating it. it. He's he's like, oh, pure rat right there. No one else (laughs) likes cheese. So I thought that was really clever. I was like, okay, this Mitchell guy is clearly, yeah, clearly conniving and smart. Um, How do you? uh, Let's say you're in this situation. You got to tell. You got to tell people this guy's a rat. What do you do? Like, you just go like, hey, that guy's a rat, and everyone's just like, yeah, that guy's the rat. I think they started tearing stuff. In my situation, I think I would probably say something. A little more subtle, like wait, what about where was he during this time? Just yeah. so, little, so little, a little, little deceit, yeah. not be like too obvious. Then Don't maybe point out. Yeah. Once other people glob on, then you kind of be yeah. They're like, then you're maybe, like nah, I think that guy is a rat. That guy is a rat. That yeah. guy made a good point. I didn't yeah. do. That. I didn't make the point. That guy made a good point. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. just like all too. those fun hidden mechanic, hidden trading yeah. games, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. But a lot more real. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I thought that was a crazy twist. He's like, he just, which is crazy because, um. Mitchell actually says, like, wait, why is he's just going to kill that? Like, he did kill someone. Yeah. Like, the informant, he did kill someone. He's like, oh, yeah, he did it. And we're just going to let him go free. It's fine. Two birds with one stone, says the other FBI guy. And he's like, oh, okay. even seems like Mitchell's, like, not completely down with it. Mm, Yeah.
1: See, that's the other thing is they really try to paint Mitchell as a guy who is, like, I think they they made a very clever choice of making Mitchell a centrist. Because then it goes to show that, like a person who is a centrist who wants just things to stay the status quo can be affected to make bad decisions and, and harm people. Yeah. You know, exactly. like I think a lot of white people watching this movie are going to look at Mitchell and go like, Oh, he just did the best he could. Yeah, he's just and, doing his job. And look what happened because of that. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Um,
0: yeah. Um, so anyway, um, some guy Palmer gets shot because he was asking why these people were being held up and he gets shot and he goes to the hospital I don't know if this comes to play later but there's a guy in the hospital yeah he gets killed okay in the hospital. cool yeah great yeah What's sounds his awesome name? his last name is Palmer Palmer that's all I know I don't know anything else about him yeah uh, but yeah the Jimmy sh- Jimmy died okay Jimmy Palmer got Jimmy, shot
1: in the, yeah, in the hospital great cool stuff yep
0: was that also in the Chicago 7 I feel like that it might <laughs> I think I have been might yeah have been my half.
1: I mean I wouldn't surprise me that it was like a minor footnote in that movie sure yeah
0: so then, um, anyway, there's an like increased presence of police at the Black Panther, Black Panther headquarters uh-huh. now because that guy decided to open fire on the cops, even though they shot first. Of course. Um, and it was weird because they were going to have a shootout, and O'Neill was there, and O'Neill was like, I'm going to cover the roof. And he's like, I'm going to just get out of here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not going to do that I'm not going to get out of here. He yeah. got on the roof for a little bit and then got shot at, and it's like, okay. And then they started opening fire and having a little gun battle, but one, one person gets shot and um it's also weird because everyone's using shotguns i guess that was just what you used back in the day but i feel like they were kind of far on it.
1: yeah yeah shotguns aren't great not great at range, range but you yeah. know uh,
0: whatever whatever um so you know cops got shot a couple guys got shot um but eventually the two people in the headquarters surrender and they go outside and they get beat up mm-hmm. um and then they burn the building down and then they say we're gonna burn the building down Mm-hmm. and that's where i stopped
1: right so they do burn the building now it oh. explodes uh-huh. and deborah's like oh my god the building and then uh we see uh that's why someone
0: doesn't like just like but it's the ideas we have not the building eventually okay eventually
1: uh, we see fred in prison and he sees little like newspaper clipping that says cops torch terrorist haven uh so right obviously taking sides there uh, mm-hmm. right and then um o'neill calls mitchell uh and he's like look fred is in jail i did the job we're done we're good Mm -hmm. you know everything's good uh but that's not enough because here's the thing is like the job can't just be that easy you know he was o'neill got in trouble not just for stealing a car but for impersonating a cop impersonating an officer of the law yeah you know that's 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 gonna be some years and if he runs he's gonna get hunted down so they he's like you gotta keep being my snitch and it's at this point where like O'Neal wants to leave. He doesn't want any part of this anymore, but now he's he's forced to because otherwise, you know, he'll probably get in trouble. Right. So, even though uh Fred wants to, uh, Fred wants to uh con- oh right, not not Fred, sorry. Oh oh o- uh O'Neal. Oh oh oh. O'Reilly. O- 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 O'Reilly auto parts. Ow. <laughs> O'Neal. Gonna
0: trade her some people.
1: <laughs> O'Neal wants to convince the panthers to give up. He's like we don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. We we should rebuild, you know, <clears throat> the cops are going to kill us, whatever. Yeah. They brought our fucking building down. Oh, everyone's like, "No, we're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild this building. We're going to get together and like <clears throat> who's it? the crowns show up?" Yeah. They show up to help out. Everyone's showing up.
0: Community support, ma'am.
1: Yeah. And and all so that goodwill. and so then uh it it all works. It all works out. They they start building the building back up. And this is where we get another scene with the um with uh the F- the feds and J Edgar Hoover. Oh, Okay, yeah. So everyone's laughing at how many Panther leaders are either dead or on the lam uh-huh. or in trouble. And there's one shot where Hoover shows a picture, a drawing of Bobby from uh, Chicago Seven, uh-huh. all like wrapped up and chained up in the 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 chair. Oh, in the, yeah. There's, like, the, the original, like, court sketch of it. Dang. And he's like, oh, it must be cold in that Chicago uh, uh, <laughs> jur... Yeah, in that, that place. I'm like, you fucking asshole. And so then, Mitchell's clearly, like, he's clearly, like, this is abuse. Like, what we're doing is not for the good of the law. Yeah. What we're doing is for abuse. And so J. Edgar Hoover's like, hey, Mitchell, you got kids, right? You have, you have three kids? You have two boys and one little girl? What do you do... When your little girl brings a black guy home and Mitchell's like, that's never gonna happen. And J. Edgar Hoover's like, Well, why? Why won't that happen? And then you can see like Mitchell it's like because he's like a centrist, he doesn't want to say because you know, blah 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 blah, racist. Because I'm racist, um, racist yeah. bullshit. But you can it's clear that he's uncomfortable about the idea. And so then Hoover says, Look, Mitchell, you killed in Korea, not for your country, but for, for survival. For Mm -hmm. your family, Mm -hmm. you know, and he says, so every time you go out there and every time you talk to O'Neill and every time you look at Fred and the Black Panthers, don't think of your country. Think of your family and think of what's going to happen when the status quo is changed. Yeah.
0: It's funny because that's kind of a very similar thing to what Fred's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's saying kind of the similar thing. of like, don't think of the government's not going to help you. Think about yourselves. We have to help ourselves. But right. And that's the other thing, right? Like Fred's saying it, but in a good way. Yeah, no, totally.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's like we should all be working together to make the world a better place. And then J.
0: Edgar Hoover is like, well, it works with like, it just kind of shows like the two sides, right? Like one is like, well, we should work together for community. And right. everyone's like, we should work together because of fear. Right. We're scared exactly. of other people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and we're what scared, they could do. We're scared
1: of the way of life changing as well, because we're on
0: top. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen now. What yeah. if we don't get on top? And it's like, you probably will be fine unless yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. Which you, <laughs> you are. <an laughs> sounds asshole. like you are. So maybe, maybe <laughs> so that's you should why. be worried. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Jay
1: Edgar is like, you need to use O'Neill a bit more creatively. So O'Neill goes and picks up Fred from prison. His, uh, Deborah is pregnant. And they go back to the headquarters together, and everything is 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 fixed.
0: Wait, how did she get pregnant when he was in prison? Klon- uh, maybe like visits, like
1: conjugal, conjugal visits. visits.
0: I, nice. I, I genuinely don't know. Nice. I, I it sounds like they were pretty mean to him in prison, but I guess they're allowed conjugal visits. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, that's what's going on. Okay. And so Fred arrives home. He sees that the building is back together, and he's like, you know, the power is is with the people. He says, yes. uh, "Again." Like beating that drum of like we work together, you you know magical beautiful things happen. It's not mm-hmm. just about me, and then it's revealed that Jimmy Palmer got killed in in the in the in the hospital, and Jake, some guy named Jake. So how did he get killed in the hospital? He just got fucking shot by uh, somebody. Okay, because you know, he was defenseless. Yeah, and some guy named Jake, uh, Jake,
0: what's his name? Jake the Snake. No. Jake the Baker. Jake, Jake the Cake shake jake the, the lake shake oh god damn it what jake is his name the take. Jake winters oh i was his name wrong is jake winters you're so close
1: uh jake jake he's good friends with jimmy and so yeah. he freaks out he gets very upset about all this and he's like i just talked to jimmy recently so he like he he storms out of the the, the headquarters and he um he runs up to this one guy who is like living oh wait no this happens later no Sorry, I'm all, I'm all a jumble. I, I understand, like, it's okay. There's that, all these events that are I was going to say,
0: Palmer also got killed in, like, a ridiculous way, mostly because, like, there was literally a cop right outside of him the whole time. Yeah, Like, exactly. guarding him. So it's like, clearly someone did this. And right. There's, it's just one of, those, one of those, like, inciting moments, kind of like a George Floyd thing, mm. where it's just like, or Breonna Taylor, where it's just like, yeah. This is so. This is. Uh, so there's bad. no way you can spin this, right? Yeah. Like you could be like, "Oh, self defense, whatever," but like someone in a hospital bed being guarded by a cop gets killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's a little so, hard to spin that as like, as "Oh, like, maybe self defense." He was asking for it. Yeah, Look you were there. Yeah. It's like
1: no one no. was there, and
0: that's the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Fred goes to a welcome back event. Mitchell is there uh, mm-hmm. in just plain clothes attire, as uh, as well as O'Neill, and. Fred Hampton, he's like, I'm back, I'm out of prison, I'm out of jail, but the thing is, is things are not better, we have have to keep working, and he's like, I know that there are feds here, I know that there's some pigs here, so I just want to tell you this, if you kill a pig, you get satisfaction, he just starts railing against murdering police officers, and the more you murder... Uh, the, the more you get rid of pigs, the more satisfaction you get from it. Okay, uh, but he's he's using his words very very carefully. Like okay, he's, he's he's not straight up just saying like go out and murder a cop. He's very much saying like you get rid of pigs, you get satisfaction, which is like yeah that's that's true. You get rid
0: of people who oh, are so he's like trying to imply like oh well I, what if we just abolish police or basically something like that. exactly,
1: uh, but he's doing it in a way that's very much going to make the police angry at him, ah. and then he starts going and saying like here's the thing is like I'm not going to die from a heart attack. I'm not gonna die by accident. If I die, it's because the cops are coming for me, you know, yeah. and I know that. And he says, you know, it's not a question of violence or nonviolence. I loved this quote. It's not a question of violence or nonviolence, it's a question of resistance resistance to fascism or non existence within fascism. And it's uh-huh. like, yeah, that's kind of the stakes you have, especially back in the day, especially now. It's like you either live or you don't live in in a in a, in a world where there's constant violence against you and your loved ones. Yeah. It's fucking horrifying and scary. Uh and he, had some, he had some zingers, man. He's got it, man. And so he's like, You can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom. Damn. He's yeah. and we're all revolutionaries and everyone's getting into it. Even O'Neill's getting into it. Mm. And Mitch couldn't see that. Mitch couldn't see that O'Neill is excited about this and getting mm. getting getting all wrapped up in it. And so then Jake Winters goes to see reg i don't know who reg is and asks him like what happened to my friend in the hospital and reg is like i don't want anything to do with that and he blows him off and then he sort of pushes jake and when jake falls over reveals that he has this big old gun on him and reg thinks he's gonna murder him he says he doesn't want to but then reg goes into his trailer and calls the cops on jake and he ends up getting in a shootout with the cops killing two of them uh one of them begs for mercy not to kill him and then he gets killed himself but he did wow. all this because his friend just got fucking murdered in his like in the fucking yeah, right. hospital room. And as this is happening, this was such this is the other thing, like this movie isn't bombastic, but it does a lot of really clever editing tricks. As this is happening, it's intercut with a scene of Fred and Deborah together and Fred finds Deborah's diary and in it is written a poem, "Are you a bad motherfucker or a bad mother?" that hmm. Deborah wrote. And it's this really beautiful concept because again, like Fred can put his life on the line because he doesn't have a life growing inside of him. That's right. not something Deborah can do. And it's also, some, it's also not something it's also kind of hard for Deborah to hear that, you know, Fred is putting himself out there. That means that, you know, her her her, her, her child gonna is going to have a dad. Exactly. Yeah. And we all know that's most likely is going to happen anyway. Yeah. And so it's this really beautiful poem, a meditation on this idea of like, well, what do you do in a situation like that? Like she's like is it right for me to bring my baby up in a war zone? And then he's like, what could be more radical than what Fred is doing? Maybe one of the most radical things I can do is bring a child and love it, you know? And it's like this really beautiful mm. like contemplation of love.
0: So he, the Fred reads this, right? Does he like she's it? She's reading it to him. At oh, first okay.
1: he's upset because he's like, do you think he'd be a bad mother? And then she's like, that's not what this poem's about. This poem is about what is it like to be a mother during all this? And she reads it to him. She just re- He just reads the title and gets a little upset about, like, Ugh. how she is seeing herself. But all of this is in her cut with Jake going and shooting cops because he's upset about his friend getting murdered by them, yeah. you know? And it's this really sort of beautiful thing. And then we cut to a scene of O'Neill, Bill O'Neill, and he has a dream that he's getting killed by himself dressed as a fed. He's all dressed up in a hat and stuff. And then next scene is Fred is at... Jake's mom's house. Okay. Jake, the dead kid, the got mom's killed mom's by got it. It. cops. Fallen. Fred is at Jake's mom's house, and at first, I was like, "Oh, she doesn't know because she's very chill about the whole thing." Mm. But then she's like, "I've been getting crank calls all day. People trying to make me feel bad about my dead son. You know." And it's like she's she's clearly like it's not real for her yet, and it's this really it felt very real. This moment where it's just like she hasn't hit the stage yet where she's like mourning. She's just sort of trying to live in the moment at the time and so she's just trying to have a conversation with fred and she's like you know enjoy those years when deborah has that kid enjoy it you know because you know they're they're not going to stay a child for long and then she says he did he did kill a cop but that's not all he did and i want people to know that i don't want people to think that he's just like a murderer cop killer you know Mm -hmm. he was a sensitive kid Then we cut to O'Neill has brought C4 explosives and giving it to Fred. And he's like, hey, let's blow up a a police station, you know, with a bunch of pigs inside. And then Fred's like, fuck that. We're not going to do that. That's fucking crazy. If you bomb them, they'll bomb us. If you do this kind of crazy shit, they're going to.
0: It's too much escalation.
1: Yeah. They're going to fuck it. And and then, you know, uh, O'Neill is like, look, man, this is what you were talking about. I'm putting my lap on the line here, you know. And and Fred's like fuck that dude. You're, you're this, way, this is way out of fucking line. Like this is not right. when you're too radical for Fred. And and so and then O'Neill gets in the car. He gets all upset. He drives off. And then he just sort of sits there. And he looks so angry. And then he reaches under his shirt and pulls out a wire. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And so Fred did not respond the way he was hoping. Fred would respond. Mm. Um. And so then we have apparently. Oh, apparently Fred is only out on bail. He, he's he's only out like. For a bit. He, he could go okay. back to prison. Right. Basically. He On didn't, parole. He didn't, he didn't go out his full sentence. Got it. But his parole has been revoked, and so he is going back into prison. He's going to stay there the entire term.
0: Okay. Can't imagine why he'd get it. I no. can't imagine how they figured that out. He, right. But here's the thing is the feds are happy about that. They're yeah. like,
1: awesome. He's going to go back into prison. This is great. And Hoover's like, no, no, no. No. You put him back in prison. He's going to write some book that'll become a best-selling book. He's going to preach in there. He's gonna get stronger in there. We can't put him in prison. Good lord. We have to fucking kill him. And so. And clearly Mitchell is nervous about that. <laughs> because this is a lot for the guy. Because he's like, what? This is not This what? is just straight up murder. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh so Fred is unhappy because he won't be able to protect anybody in prison. Uh, not even his own son. And Deborah's like, Don't worry. The party's gonna protect your son. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, and it's this really great moment where it's like, his Fred has always preached the idea of commu- like communal living. Yeah,
0: and, Like there's so many moments of him talking about like, Hey, we're, we're starting a food drive, not just like a charity thing that churches do where they no, hand yeah. down and then peace out. It's like, no, we're actually doing like a sustainable, like you're going to keep getting food here for free. We want to offer that to like a bunch of different places, and you know, people
1: that wouldn't ordinarily get it. Exactly. And it's like really cool that any, this is something that continues on is, is he's constantly thinking about everyone else, but himself, you yeah. know, which is really, it's amazing.
0: So huh, very, very Jesus like hey.
1: So O'Neill meets Mitchell in a restaurant and Mitchell's like, Hey, I want you to draw a blueprint of Fred's apartment and then O'Neill's like, You what? Why do you want me to draw a blueprint of Fred's apartment? He's going to prison. What are you doing? And he's like, Just just want you to draw this this blueprint. And then O'Neill's like, I don't want to do that. And then he's like, You know what happened the last time the Black Panthers heard about a informant among them? They fucking murdered that guy, and that's what I'm going to do to you if you don't do yeah. this. So he does it, um, and then uh, so he he draws out a blueprint. By the way, that blueprint. Was real. You can find that original blueprint drawing online. I found wow. it today. It was
0: fucking weird to see. That's weird. Was it that. a good blueprint? Is it a good drawing? Or was uh, I it... mean, yeah,
1: kind of. It just sort of looked like, yeah, it just looked like a an apartment complex building sort of okay. room. It all was right. very eerie seeing that though. Yeah. Uh, and then Bill's in a bar alone. He's sort of drinking all by himself. And then this one guy comes up who is a fed, but he's dressed like a pr- a pimp. And oh. he's like, "Hey, I want you to uh, want you to give this to uh, to Fred for me." And he shows him, like, a little, like, thing. It looks like poison at first. Okay. And then O'Neal's like, I'm not going to give this. I'm not going to poison Fred. I'm not going to kill him with poison. And then he's like, it's not going to poison him. It's going to just knock him out. So you want it to be easy, right? Like, he, when he dies, you want it to be a little easy for him. So he's like, just just give this 2 a drink, and then we'll go to sleep. And when what happens happens, you know, he won't wake
0: up. Okay. So,
1: huh. yeah. So it's the last. it's the last supper uh huh. and fred is uh trying to figure out like everyone's like let's send him to cuba let's send him to nigeria or algeria let's send him to all these different places you know that you know he'll be able to live there you know and he's he, he was just given money from the crowns he's like the crowns are like, here's a bunch of fucking money you know use it get, get out, get out, out of whatever. here yeah. just do what you want and then fred's like everyone's talking about me going places No one's talking about the medical clinic. Yeah. And he's like, I just got all this money from from the crowns. Let's put this in the medical clinic. Yeah, I'm not going to leave again. And he's like, and you know what I want you to do? I want you to name the clinic after Jake. And, he's so, and he says, so when people hear the name Jake Winters, they think about healing and loving. Whoa. And you know what? They really made a medical Dang. clinic called Jake Winters. And it helped a lot of people, a lot of black people out Wow, for free. Is still there? i I, i'm not sure if it's still around i I should check that yeah check that out but i this this was real this really happened um it's fucking amazing and uh yeah so so that happens and then a bunch of people are are like you know this is this is this is great blah 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 blah. is it it still open
0: i can't find anything yet okay uh
1: and then it's the, the party is sort of winding down everybody's just chilling relaxing sitting on like chairs or whatever and uh, uh, uh Fred is is hanging out next to Deborah. You know, it's so their last night together, and then there's this great moment. Oh, you still looking it up?
0: Yeah, it's not. Uh, I, I'm gonna say no. It doesn't sound like it's still open because I can't find like a Wikipedia entry on like how is it doing? Yeah,
1: how's it doing but now? But, but it it seemed like it was open for quite a while yeah. and it helped out a lot of people. So that was really amazing. That's super special. So this is the big moment. Bill O'Neill goes up to Fred as he's hanging out with Deborah, and. This was the part where I'm like, this is this is gonna this is gonna make Keith Stanfield an Oscar leading actor. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is incredible. Well, no, he got Oscar no, supporting, supporting actor. Apparently, uh, he is sobbing. He is shaking. He is falling apart in front of him. And he's like, "Hey man, I was gonna get myself a drink. Do you want a drink?" And it's just, and it's so amazing. What makes this so great is it's like we know he's shaking and crying. Because he's about to poison somebody that he truly respects and looks mm-hmm. up to, but it could be read by Fred that he's crying because Fred's going to prison and that this is his last night of freedom. Yeah, and it's so great. It's such a great bit, and we don't even see him put the poison in the glass. We don't see any of that shit. We just see him say that, and then he leaves and drives off. And then there's other people in Fred's apartment. They're sleeping with him uh, in the same sort of like how like like room. And then they start hearing people outside and then the FBI busts in and they just start blasting through the walls. They shoot Jeez. indiscriminately, like just bullets fucking fly everywhere, shooting innocent people. that didn't do shit and shooting through the walls. They even almost shoot Deborah. And then they walk in and, and, and Deborah's trying to wake Fred up. He's like, wake up, get up, get up. And then he's not waking up. And then the cops come in and they, they tell them to, to, to turn on the lights and they're like, I can't turn on the lights. I got shot. And he's like, If you don't turn on the lights, you'll get shot more. So they turn Good the Lord. lights on and then, like, get the fuck out of the room. Get out of here. And so everyone starts, like, hobbling away. And we, we see this scene from Deborah's point of view. We see her looking at, at Fred and we see her turning around and we see her her back is to the room. And we see the cops walk into the room and they cuff De- pregnant Deborah. And then we hear a cop in the room with Fred going, Looks like he's going to make it and then they shoot him twice. Oh god. And then they say he's dead now. And then it cuts to black. Jeez. It's it's fucking it, and here's the thing. That really happened. Yeah, I'm yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, that's real. That's yeah. fucking insane. And uh, the other thing is uh, uh, so when I was reading up on the changes that they were going to make, they wanted this scene to be more bombastic and more like Hollywood, bullets flying everywhere. But they talked to the people that were really there, Deborah in particular, and everyone was like, "That's not the way it was. It was very matter of fact. It was very quiet. It was very solemn. It just that happened. makes
0: it scarier, though. It does. Right? Like that to me, ground was- the grounding of it and not having the explosions, just being like so surgical. Yeah, I guess it just like procedural. You know what it feels because this is. This must have happened before, you know? Yeah. That's what makes it scary, is that this
1: is just biz- This is clocking in, clocking out for these people. Yeah. You know, for these fucking feds coming in and blasting out people. So we get to Mitchell. He's in a restaurant with O'Neill, and he gives him some cash and keys to a gas station. And yeah. he's like, you own this business now. You're free. And wow. it, it very much feels like... Judas being given the getting gold. His gold yeah. yeah, it very much silver. Even, I think silver. Yeah. Sorry, puts it in his pocket. Like it's just, it just feels like that. And you just feel it's so little too. Like of all the shit he just did, it's like nothing. But the freedom is everything to him at this point, anyway. So we start getting the 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 the, the movie's over, but we start getting like actual like, information. Yeah, Bill O'Neill remained an active member of the Black Panthers and an informant until the late 1970s, earning two
0: hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like nothing that's quite a lot sorry no two wait how much is this two hundred thousand or twenty thousand wait what do you like? two
1: 000, oh, zero zero com, you put the common
0: in the wrong spot Twenty thousand. 20, that's, that's not much that's not much no. nothing i was like two hundred thousand no i okay. got it wrong
1: twenty thousand dollars uh then
0: we see actual footage
1: of uh-huh. of of o'neill the real man uh-huh. and he i think he looks exactly like how he looked at the beginning uh, but with how LaKeith looked. Oh, okay. So he's dressed in the suit. He's got the mustache. Yeah. And he's being interviewed. This was for a PBS documentary. And he he's talking about how he's like, I wasn't an armchair revolutionary. I wasn't like all these people who were sitting on their ass doing nothing and everything was good. I went out there and I did shit. Because I don't think anybody knew he was an informant at the time. I think he, yeah. people just thought he was a part of the Black Panther. And then they said that the footage was filmed for a documentary. The evening the documentary premiered on PBS, he committed suicide.
0: Whoa! Yeah, that's wild. Fred
1: and Mark. Um, oh, that's, so that's so creepy. Yeah. So there were two people who died in the shootout. Fred and a, a man named Mark. Mm-hmm. They were 21 and 22, respectively. Fred was 21 when this happened.
0: That's so crazy. He's only 21. Yeah.
1: That's when they were killed during the raid. There were 99 shots fired by the feds. One was fired by the Panthers. Of the the seven survivors, were charged with attempted murder, among other charges. Uh, In 1970, survivors of the raid, along with Fred and Mark's mothers, filed for a $47.7 million lawsuit alleging conspiracy of the FBI, CPD, the Chicago Police Department, and the state attorney's office to assassinate Fred. After 12 years, the case was finally settled for $1.85 million, the Mm. longest civil trial in U.S. history at the time. 12 years. 12 years. 25 days after the assassination, Deborah gave birth. Eich. And remained an active member until 1978 of the Illinois chapter uh, that has now been dissolved. She is now uh, she changed her name to a, a Kua, uh, uh advisory member of the Black Panther Party cl- uh, Cubs, which is organizing for the self determination of Black people. Okay. And her son Fred Jr. is the party chairman. He's alive and well today, oh. and he helped along with this movie. That's cool. So. Huh. And that's the
0: end of the. Hustle. What a nice <laughs> flick with nice things. <laughs> I think it's nice though to honestly have, like, you know, because there's that Malcolm X movie, right? Yeah. There's uh, a few different, I think. There's the Selma NLK movie. movie. Yeah, Selma yeah. of, like, a lot of stuff with uh, those actors. But there's not. I can't think of one that's really been, like. I mean, maybe there have. I could just not have heard of it because I'm them. just yeah. a shitty white dude. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is a good definitive, like, here's just a great view of what this man was yeah, and yeah. why he was put behind uh bars so often and you know in the end assassinated yeah and you know that's something you're not gonna hear in history books no no not no. at all i can't never, imagine why i never can't learned
1: about how? about fred hampton in the history my history no history classes i don't know why i'm going
0: shave that off it's all yeah. fred hampton day i don't know why i don't know but yeah and
1: like they keep they show scenes of the actual fred hampton talking god damn that guy had like a magnetic energy to him like yeah. you understood like you understood why people 21 listened. too like 21 just able to talk old. that
0: well and have those ideals like that's yeah
1: and like that much passion get people like you know like together yeah it was incredible and uh yeah it what was what about his
0: parents i didn't know anything about his parents uh
1: apparently his, his mom was one of the people that uh that um sued the you know okay. the fbi and yeah, stuff. yeah it's fair um but yeah I, I don't know. I I don't I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I want a, more. I want more history about about Mr. Fred. I I don't I don't want fucking I don't want fucking Aaron Sorkin shit of him just like a background character and then he just dies for the importance of the plot. I want to know more about you yeah. know the man. What, what do you I mean, want I through? can totally
0: see why he was important to the on Seven plot for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, yeah. or even just the trial in general. Like, that's yeah. definitely a huge igniting point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's shitty. This this whole situation's shitty. Everything <laughs> sucks.
1: It fucking really,
0: really depressing. It's just depressing, and this is you know, 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now the FBI tweets out Happy MLK Day. So I know. Is good. That's
1: and this is the thing is like, I, this is why this is why everyone's so fucking angry and scared all the time. God damn it! They yeah. should get, they should fucking clue you in, you know. And that's, that's what I'm hoping this movie does. I'm hoping people watch this and go like, Yeah, that was fucking shitty, and it. I'm sure shit didn't get any better, you know.
0: Yeah, <sighs> it's true. It's fucked it's up. True. It's like, like you said. Like I think. I think the earlier quote of like, you know, they'll name they'll name the college after Malcolm X. That's yeah. cool. You can do that. You can wear your traditional garb and talk about your culture all you want, but in the end, you're still gonna be sent to war. You're still gonna be nothing. Part of, of the ma- you're still gonna be part of the machine and seen yeah. as, you know, fodder or whatever. You know. Yeah. Or as put on by the upper, rich class. Yeah. That know? will
1: never have to lift a finger to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's that's, yeah. that's
0: a message. It's I think one of the more impressive things is showing the juxtaposition of how he was a very active, I don't want to say violent man, but, you know, uh, preach power to people. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and through that might have been violence sometimes or for force.
1: Well, definitely, like, that's the thing, too. It's like, it's not just violence for violence' sake. The dude is preaching fucking, like, uh, you know, self-defense.
0: I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's not more violence. It's like getting power to the people so they can actually have a say as opposed to... Because they're not, you know? Exactly. Like, this...
1: Fred Hampton's gonna get fucking assassinated by the feds and one other poor dude. Because they're able to maybe defend themselves at some point. And nothing is going to come of it. Yeah. You know, the people that did this are not going to, uh, and you know, and you know, at the at the time of this recording, there's a whole trial going on uh, for the murderer of of of, you know George Floyd. That's true. What's gonna happen there? Probably nothing. I don't fucking know, right? But it's like the fact that. Probably fucking nothing, it's and it's like that, a, that. That that's
0: we have precedents in cases
1: like this, right? And so this is this is when when people are like, "Oh man, the Black Panthers are so violent." This Fred guy, he's, he's preaching violence. He's preaching fucking self-defense because this shit At is this, going to happen and continue to it happen. It Keeps
0: happening. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like he's actively going like, you know, he's not actively just like just shoot everyone. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like no, no. We want to dismantle. We the want system. we want
1: actual positive change to occur. You know, no. and and we don't want to be s- afraid. You know?
0: Yeah, I think it's something that just white people can't understand. No, no, definitely
1: not. Well, especially white people. And that's the thing. Like, having a guy like Mitchell is perfect because I think that is a great, like gauge in for a white audience to go like yeah i mean yeah kkk are bad but like i've heard the black panthers are just as bad and it's it's like like, no 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 no, there's a massive much different
0: yeah um yeah people just (laughs) they clearly don't just hate white people (laughs) because as a kid that's what i heard a lot of is black panthers it's like oh no those are like the real crazy ones those are the ones who are like yeah yeah, would like go out for white people and just you know beat them up for no reason discriminately yeah yeah and it's like i don't think that's not the party's value like sure there's probably a couple bad actors in there whatever because, yeah, yeah, yeah you know whatever being enough organization is going to have a couple bad apples yeah but like that's not the ideals of no. what they stood for and no. all the help that they've done yeah, yeah. um
1: yeah, yeah that's just... the other thing is like the actual like stuff that they built and, and attempted to accomplish yeah. and, and make the betterment
0: of it. But no, what them. gets told is those scary stories. Right, about, exactly. You know, the fucking... White people. Yeah, the fucking like,
1: like, Richard Madness bullshit stories. Pretty much, know? same sort of thing. Yeah, it's just like try to scare you into... To,
0: to, to keeping the status quo, you know? Yeah, I'm saying so. that. They're just as bad as the Klan. It's like, no, oh, the Klan is much worse. <laughs> Significantly worse. Yeah, and also the clan is kind of, like, fighting in favor
1: of the status quo that's currently occurring anyway. You exactly. Know? And I think that's what's so cool, too, is, like, even this movie sort of touches on this thing of, like, you know, it's, it's, it is clearly a race issue, but also, like, they go to people who look at the world who are white and go like oh we are
0: being tread upon bad things are occurring But they're blaming the wrong people they're, you're they're blaming, blaming the wrong people black people it's like no we're in the same boat too dude yeah yeah let's, a, let's work together you know, wake up and see that other people the system is getting yeah, like, the,
1: fucking, yeah the, the whole thing is stacked against the working class men you know yeah so, so
0: yeah a tale as old as time
1: <laughs> that was the other crazy thing is yeah what i was looking up actual imagery and stuff at the time just black and white colors. And I'm just like, there was, this is how this how like kind of like, it's not that old, but it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know.
0: 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Not not that long ago. Crazy. It's crazy. Like you said, a lot of people are still alive. Yeah. A lot of
1: people are. So, um, check it out. Yeah, it's great. This yeah, is uh, this is one of the other movies, movies we've seen that wasn't a, like a real happy ending. Like I feel like we've watched uh, was it like uh, Sound of Metal and, um, and Nomadland have both ended with just like oh yeah, well, well everything's okay, everything's fine. <laughs> oh, I
0: would say even Chicago Seven even kind of yeah, a little yeah bit of a happy, even ended with a little bit of a happy note. Yeah, whereas this one's like no, get angry. Yeah, fucking wake He's, up. You, you have a couple of those movies, right? Like no, I know 2020 do. is hard, but still wake up, guys. Which yeah. I think is actually. Kind of apropos to a lot of the events that happened in twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff happened, especially earlier in yeah. the year. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this movie really is a good cap to that in that, some ways. That's the other thing.
1: I want to see more of this shit. I want mm-hmm. to see more like this. I want to see more biopics of people that I've never heard about. I want to see more, uh, in, 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 you know, important stuff, people's stories that haven't been told. In yeah,
0: yeah, and told by the people that that can bring something to this too. Yeah. You know, it just sucks because like. I know we're going to watch this movie, but yeah. is the general audience going to watch this movie? Is, are people going to sit down and be like, all right, we're going to learn about this. this is going to be done in schools? Probably not. Like, Probably not. And i feel so fortunate, you know? It is. It really is. But yeah. hey, you know what?
1: We can just bother everybody and tell people to watch it. Yeah, yeah. it works all the time, Like, yeah. That works
0: great. First we did Jingle Jangle. Now we're going to yeah. do Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that's, that's a little a good harder point. sell. <laughs> You want to see a fun, happy movie about cool Christmas whimsical stuff? Yeah, but it's two hours. (laughs) Or do you want to watch two hours of just something that make you real sad about how our government's trying to keep us down? Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't
0: know. You want to watch that or do you want to to have fun? fun, Yeah, exactly.
1: Do Guys, do you want to watch a sad, angry film? You should email us at email the other podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to listen to our previous Oscar episodes, you can find them all on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show no matter what it says, even if it is a uh, section of the Communist Manifesto. I don't know. <laughs> I will
0: say, it is apropos, knowing the end of this movie, mm. that they're supporting actors <laughs> and not lead actors. Right, yeah. Like even after all of that, yeah. you're just a footnote in history, and not even like a not even a main player. Yeah. Well, Martin okay. I, there. Let me
1: tell you who the who the who is up for the best leading actor. Oh, please do. Let me tell you. So we got Riz Ahmed, which yeah. is good. Like mm-hmm. that's He's understandable. Yeah. You've got uh, Stephen Nguyen okay. from good. Minari. Yeah. You've got uh, Gary Oldman from for Mank. Uh, okay, uh, He's fine. You've got yeah. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, which is a movie we haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Chadwick Boseman. For Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He was really good in that movie. Okay, I never saw that one. Uh it's on Netflix. It's very good. Uh, he was incredible in it. Uh but yeah. So those are uh
0: the the only uh the only uh yeah there you mm.
1: go.
0: <laughs> Oscar's not so white, but still not so great. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah. It,
1: you know, I mean I mean, obviously haven't seen what Anthony Hopkins is bring to the table, but Having seen bank. I don't know if Gary Oldman needs to be nominated. Gary Oldman was pretty good, but he was
0: also yeah. He were, didn't he get a nom? Didn't he
1: win something recently? Gary Oldman's won like every other year. Yeah, you guys. he's
0: fine. He could, he could have been. Give it to LaKeith. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Give it to. Yeah. Someone. Give it to someone. <laughs> give it to someone who's actually a lead role. I just yeah. it's so annoying this just is, seeing him supporting. It's Both almost like they filled supporting. it up and they're like. Oh, oh, shit! Fuck! Where are we gonna put these guys? Uh, give them supporting and hope nobody watches the movie, which is probably what I'm just gonna happen. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>